Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Oh, this is way right. I mean, this is way right. This is wow. 100 yards right. Two perfect shots, Michael. Got me in the water on one and over the green on the other. The ball itself has its own energy. Or life force, if you will. Its natural environment is in the hole. So why don't you send them home? His bags are packed. He's got his airplane tickets. Bring him to the airport. Send him home. Welcome to episode 80 of the Break 80 podcast. Dowd's here, joined by Mike and Tim. I'd like to give a big aloha to the listeners and golf fans out there as the 2024 professional golf season is finally underway at the Great State of Hawaii. And also, what a time to be alive, guys. The Big Ten. The Big Ten is national champions. We've done it. It was really kind of a Big Ten championship game, if you think about it, because Washington is now in the Big Ten. Um <laughs> That what a weird game. It looked like it looked like Michigan was just gonna beat the shit out of them to start with, run it all over the place. And then they got close. But you know what the oddest thing about the whole thing was? When they interviewed Jim Harbaugh at the end, that guy is an odd dude. Man, <laughs> he is the an odd guy. Crazy. Yeah, there's something about the hardball boys. He is definitely, in my opinion. Not as cool as John. Not even close. No, he's got, but he's but he wins. He's going to go back to the NFL now, I'm sure, and uh, he's got the highest winning percentage in the history of the NFL. You know, he only coached for like whatever three four years, but it's like seventy percent. So somebody's going to pay him some money. Could have been a Viking. He was here. He was absolutely here for like eight hours interviewing. It'll, it'll be interesting to see if either of those two quarterbacks wears purple. You know, I uh, I thought your guys' season was done. Why are we talking about it? Because we are Minnesotans. We're not, you know. <laughs> I, well, your season, your season's done too because college football is over. Um, anyway, uh, I don't think I don't want Michael Penix after watching him finally play a big physical team like that. Didn't not in the first, not at pick eleven. No way. And I don't think you want McCarthy at pick 11 either. I think the only way you take quarterback at 11 is if one of those top three falls to you or you trade up. Like, I don't think Penix or McCarthy is going to be the 11th pick. No way. Folks, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Break 80 Golf Podcast. <laughs> All, right. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what, Tim? Yes, we're <laughs> going to get to the century. Wrap <laughs> that up a little bit. Quick Sony preview from Mike. A shift in brands is upon us as as the marriage of Tiger and Nike calling it quits. So lots to talk about. There's a lot of other people kind of, you know, looking around at some different brands. But, um, yeah, I'm excited. I think, uh, you know, I was a little down of my uh, – as they say, your dauber's been down. My dauber's been down a little bit with golf. But just I think the the event in Hawaii kind of got me rejuvenated. Not the golf, but just like seeing green, seeing the grass, seeing the – what is it, Kakuya? 
Is that what it's called? Yeah, I thought for sure uh, it was Matt Wolf and his photo shoot for the Range Goats got you all jacked up. <laughs> that, that's psychedelic. That got me <laughs> tripping balls is what that got. Um, I was going to say, though, before I get to that, do you guys mind? I, I feel like I went through something this week, and I want to share it. I got a lot of people that were interested in hearing about it. Um, You know, maybe you guys you know, have some questions about it because it was something that was uh, – I did this 48-hour fast, and I want to just share about – I had this epiphany with it and uh, you know, obviously I did it without having any clue what I'm doing. have never done it. And uh, I want to share that. So before we get to golf, yes, we got a lot to talk about. I want to share, I did a 48 fast, 48 hour fast. And I want to just kind of go through what it was like. I know a lot of people are, how'd you feel? How'd you feel? How'd you feel? Well, here's my opportunity. I didn't really tell anybody. I want to share it for the podcast. I did a 48 hour fast because I was feeling sluggish. I just, did not have a lot of energy. I just felt like the holidays brought me down. I didn't have a lot of go in me. Um, and so I kind of read about this and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try that. And I need a little spark to my 2024, a little spark in my life. Right. So I wanted to take my comfortableness of, you know, regular routine. I want to try something. And so I decided to, uh, to do our 40 hour fast. I want to test my discipline and I did it. So before I did this, I read that a couple of things. Cell repair repairs your cells, decreases your blood sugars. So I think, you know, a lot of people have, you know, that sugar part of their body. It gives you an opportunity to just kind of get rid of it, right? And then I think this is this is my own opinion. I think it's a gateway to a healthier, healthier lifestyle. I think it's like a, you know, we call it a gateway drug. I think this is a gateway um, activity to get you on the path that you need to be to be healthy. So here's how it went. Uh, I basically started a, a dinner on Friday. Actually, I started after my dinner on Friday night, and you can only drink water. So, you know, I ate a nice meal. <laughs> I think it was a Jersey Mike sub. I know, I know Mike and, and Tim were maybe doing a different dinner there, but. Yeah, what the hell? Yeah, you had, you had lots of options to choose them. You chose Jersey Mike's. At least do Arby's. <laughs> I don't know why, but at least do but, Taco Bell's. You can really clean yourself out in those forty-eight hours. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. cleaned out before. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> it's all out. Um, you know that that first day, actually, you know. So the first night is really easy because it's a normal time, right? Like you, you normally would eat dinner, and and if you don't eat a snack or something, you go to bed. It's like nothing's different. The next morning is fine too, but I think it when you hit about that 24-hour period, I was dragging ass. Like I felt really tired, really hungry, like I didn't feel like I could do anything. I basically laid in bed because I figured if I laid in bed, I won't want to get up and eat anything. So you like sound that part, rejuvenated. This sounds like the spa. Yeah, yeah, that's he, he sounds like you're a really selling this one. <laughs> no, but that's what I'm saying. Like, like there was that moment where I'm like, what, what am I doing? Like, this is not doing what I said I was going to do like I felt just like really not you know not much in me I, I didn't have I felt pretty weak and then I woke up the next day and I felt a little dizzy so that was my <laughs> next thing like, um but here's where the tide turner I took a shower I got my my breakfast which is a glass of ice water and I went to coach six basketball games and I thought I'd never make it and I would say with about 11 or 10 hours left all of a sudden, I just started feeling amazing. I felt light. I felt like this energy just kind of hit me out of nowhere. And actually, it it happened to be the rest of the day. In fact, when I hit my 48 hours, I, I was not hungry whatsoever. Not even hungry. I forced something just because I could eat, but I could have gone another night without even eating. That's how I... And then not to mention, I didn't even sleep that night because I was so, like, jacked up. Like, I was so, like energetic and i barely got i think i got like two and a half hours of sleep dead serious the next Jeff day Bass was, he has a manic event no <laughs> the thing about that is is like oh you know whenever you get like two and a half hours of sleep you, you probably are not going to do well at work the next day so i thought i was going to be dragging ass I, I i didn't feel like i had any you know lack of sleep obviously eventually it kept catch up to me but i felt really awesome and i felt focused i felt light i felt not bloated um and then the the part about it is is it really carries into the next thing like i don't ever feel like i want to overeat or i don't feel like i even 
I think it gives you new perspective on food. Like you're like, why would I need to eat five Oreo cookies right now? That that sounds gross. Like, why would I eat five Oreos? Like that's like, that doesn't even, that doesn't even appease me right now. Like that doesn't even sound good. So it really gave me appreciation for just food and tasting it and enjoying it and not overeating it. Um, so I wonder if that's going to kind of propel me into a, a 2024 where I'm, I'm like Tim back in the day when he was, you know, weightlifter or whatever he was, you know, up on the stage. Oh yeah. The hidden photos. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> well, Tim and I, Tim, I, we had an epiphany during this time because so back Mike and I did, Mike and I did a 48 hour bender. We did. Uh, <laughs> I Timmy, feel great. <laughs> Timmy had a date and then that didn't go so well. So, you know, being the great friend that I am, I swooped in and we, we went drinking and we were sitting, we were sitting. Oh, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. It's the first date I hadn't had to pay for in ages. So I was just <laughs> we happy to be there. there. We, were at, we were at uh punchbowl social in the West end. And we were, we were at, you were texting us from basketball and Tim and I were drinking. We were like, we were like, Holy shit. Let's go to the game and watch watch this watch him coach this youth team. We we're like five miles away. We could have got there in like ten minutes, but I think you were already done. That would have been great if we would have showed up, just just rooting on these like third graders. Hey, or Jeff, the hell it is. Jeff, you want a pizza? <laughs> <laughs> we brought some. We brought some burgers. <laughs> that would. Uh, I would have like you know pretended not know you guys to be honest. Um, um, well, I would say like I think I total lost. I think I lost about six and a six six and a half pounds. Dang, and then and yeah, then that's the, water weight, a lot of water weight and stuff. Just kind well, of, well, you know, it, it is, but it's not. I drink a lot of water, so I can tell uh, you. So I have a little bit of experience doing this because, uh, probably two years ago, maybe when Phil was doing his seven day coffee cleanse or whatever, I told I was watching it on TV, and something, I think how this happened was. My fiance said something about doing it. I'm like, well, I could do that. It's not that hard. So she kind of said, no, you couldn't. I said, yes, I can. I'm going to do it. And now since I'm an adult, I drink coffee, Jeff. And uh, that's so, so that whole thing is like coffee. You drink coffee in the morning mixed with like some shit. You put like, you know. But I can tell you right now, I made it six days. And you are 100% right. By about the fourth or fifth day. I hardly left bed. I was like, fuck this. I'm just going to lay here and watch movies and sleep because I can barely, I'm so tired and I feel like crap. So I made it six days and I finally said, I'm done. I need to eat some food. Can't do it anymore. But uh, I lost like 12 pounds. But then Super duper it, healthy. You put it back on. You put it back on pretty. So the, the water, the water weight follows glucose. And background is in this guys. This is what I went to school for and, and then more school for, but You'll have four water molecules that follow any one of the the glucose molecules, and that's how you store carbohydrates. So, as they're all flowing around your system, and you start to really deplete, like you did, Jeff, you're yeah. gonna you're gonna lose water along with the sugar. And when you bring back the sugar and start to replete those those carbohydrate stores, you're gonna bring back water too. So, but hey, two days and six pounds that's that's not bad. No, and it's Come, not that's not sustain. You know, that's not you know nobody has these you know get in shape in two days it's not that i think it's the like i said i think it's a gateway to appreciation of you know cleansing your body feeling lighter and then kind of getting addicted to that feeling i think it kind of leads you to want to feel that lightness that 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 way and and knowing that you know overeating or eating this bag of chips or whatever just doesn't give you the the feel. And once I got rid of a bunch of junk, I just felt like I had a ton of energy. So I don't know. I think anybody that's interested, like give me a message. And, and um, I think I actually might do it. Um, not necessarily, you know, maybe bi-monthly just uh, I just thought it was and the other thing too, is like, it's the discipline. It's like, I literally walked to my kitchen, my wife's making a dinner, waking this, making that. And like having the discipline and not just want to like take a bite is really hard. I bet you she loved it. Where's Jeff when I need to? Oh, he's sleeping. He's just sleeping because he, <laughs> he can't move. He's so weak. <laughs> no, that was just night. One. That was night one, and that 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 you're gonna go through the ups and flows. You're gonna go through like this is brutal. Like my stomach is hungry. You're gonna go through. I'm not feeling great, but then you're gonna go have this like rejuvenation. I think closer you get to 48 hours, and it's like a great feeling. It's really cool. So I'm not to get on a tangent, but I thought a lot of people might be interested in hearing how that went. And I think I'm, I'm just. Probably- I'm glad I'm not the one getting this canceled. 
<laughs> Jeff's diet tips. You <laughs> should practice anorexia every two weeks. This is not hey, hey, hey Jeff, remember when um last week when Tim posted a uh a video of him hitting a bunker shot and stream song and then it said who's the best athlete on the pod? Yes. I want you I want you to know that we Tim and I had an athletic, <laughs> Tim and I had an athletic competition on Saturday night at the bar. And we went over to the old darts. We had, they, had, they had metal tip darts. And uh, Tim always fancies himself as a dart player. And Timmy and I played two games of cricket. First game was a little bit close. I won. Second game, Tim failed to score a single point. Did not, did not score a point in darts. Was your hand shaking as you're taking back the dart? It was. Yeah, I was a bit. I was a bit rusty. I was a bit rusty. I, <laughs> You know, I just I'd come off some excellent rounds of golf down in in Florida, and uh, just hadn't quite fully healed. Apparently, being an athlete doesn't have anything to do with hand eye coordination. None, none. It's all <laughs> about the soul. Apparently, his putter started started to kind of yeah, he's forty four putts. That's stream side. <laughs> so, well, I don't know what the A topic is, guys. I don't know if you want to talk century. Obviously, Tiger Nike. I don't really care where we go. I'm just here to talk some golf. I'm kind of rejuvenated, like I said. Feel like a lot of energy. Let's rock. I don't. What do you guys want to start with? I think the clothing. It's not. It's, it's not even just Tiger. It's yeah. um, you know, Jason Day went Melbourne and had some wild clothes on uh, during the century. Xander no longer Adidas. He's um, was it Decente or whatever it is that European company. They, they must be uh, giving all their money to uh, Ludwig, huh? They're saying we're gonna we're gonna drop Xander and put everything put the put our put Ludwig. our chips in on Ludwig. Yeah, I don't know. Um, the, the, don't you find it amazing? Like, how does Tiger Woods? How did he not have a lifetime contract with Nike like Kobe and LeBron and Jordan? Like, here you have the greatest golf forever. The guy who you've literally pretty much built your entire golf brand around. And he does. He never had a lifetime deal like the other guys. That's kind of wild to me. You see, there's got in the Tim. I know you've got a lot of opinions. I'm sure you're you're the Nike Blade guy, but I'm assuming that because they still have Scotty, Rory, those guys. If you really wanted Tiger, and there was, I don't know if it's budgeting. I don't know if there's a plan to just kind of cut out when these guys, other guys' contracts run out, to just kind of be done with it. But nobody's in that office saying. Let's keep Finau and Fleetwood and all these guys and then get rid of Tiger. I think it's maybe the, the time of when these contracts go out. Let's hang on until, you know, whatever, and then just kind of close up shop. Because you know you're not going to sell whatever you want to show. When you when Tiger Woods is actually really playing golf right now, like he's back and playing, doesn't seem like a good time to, to quit shop too. Like he's actually going to be on a golf course. They are. Uh... And they haven't, you haven't seen a lot of any like Nike golf commercials. They haven't put Nothing. out a lot of, they haven't put out any new footwear really. It almost see, it almost seems like you're right that they're slowly just shutting her down and just saying, you no, know, no, no. We, Nike, don't, we don't make enough money here. Nike is done. Nike is 100% done with golf. And the only line that has any popularity right now is Jordan. But they have a revenue share with Jordan. They don't hold the, all the creative creative freedom for Jordan. So Jordan's holding on to the rest of their successful golf line that has any swagger to it. And uh, the tour guys are going to, are going to dry up. Um, there was talks about Nike and smash doing things. So maybe they're just going to start moving money and, and doing different brands. Yeah. I don't know. I wonder, I would love to see some financials about at the end of the day, what, what their profits are for golf. You know, after they after they pay out all these contracts and everything, um, but you know, well, Tim keeps them in. You know, Tim's all the the blade collars he buys. You know, he kind of keeps them in business, doesn't he? I mean, yeah, it's. Uh, it, I might have to stock up on a few more before he's they go single, away completely. He single handedly, hundred <laughs> percent single handedly keeps the worst logo in golf, which is amazing because it's the greatest player ever the TW logo going because we, every time we go somewhere like at the John Deere, we go to the pro shop and I'm like, well, what kind of hat you get? That's a cool logo. I got to get a new TW hat from the John. Deere. <laughs> why? Yeah. Why? No, you yeah, don't. 100%. you have a hundred TW hats. 
The Bay Hill hat is the Bay Hill hat is dirty. I mean, it's no longer it's no longer white by any means. So you got to have a backup, and those are the best fitting hats. His his blade collar polos were the best fitting polos. Um, it, it's it's a shame that that cut is going to go away from golf, and we're all going to be put back in foot joy, extra 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 large width on everything from here on out. Whoever created his logo. I truly, truly believe had to be fired. Did they not get fired? Like, like just think about that. Phil Knight comes to you. You're some, you're some Joe Schmo and down in the basement, you know, like on, like on the movie Air, you know, down on the design team, and they come down and say, "Hey, we need to make a logo for the greatest golfer in the world, the world's ever seen." Uh, after this is after the uh, the circle logo they had, which was actually probably better, but I never really figured out what it meant. But, um. And then you show up, like you spend days and days and whatever, and you show up in Phil Knight's office, and he's got his feet kicked up on the desk, you know, the shoes off and everything, and, and you slap down a fucking TW in front of him. He's going to be like, what the hell? Did you bring this home and have your child design it? Like, you, this is the best you could do? Just the it's, two initials? It's got historical ties to Pinehurst. There's there's some commonalities. There's a cool golf story around it to one of the what founders the, of Pinehurst. What is the tie to Pinehurst and t- well, t- Tiger's TW logo? It looks the same. Uh, that's oh the, that's the only tie I could think of. Yeah, it looks exactly oh the same. God. That is the tie. That, the, a, that might have been the most bullshit. That might have been the most bullshit line that ever happened on this podcast that you were trying to tie in TW Nike logo to Pinehurst. That's Listeners, sick. if you're still here, there'll be many more bullshit lines. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like Tiger's gonna show up in something at the Genesis. I'm sure it'll probably come out before that, but you know, I'm sure the waves will, you know, the internet sources will will come up. With I, I will tell you what Tiger will show up in at the Genesis: a seatbelt. Okay, oh, that's for sure. Probably, probably, <laughs> probably will. Maybe he's got a driver now. Maybe he's really got a driver. Um, well, there were rumors that I've seen a few things today actually that he was going to start his own you know, like clothing line or whatever, have his own thing. That was one. And then I saw another rumor that said Taylor made wanted to get into their own apparel. You know, they're usually always connected like Taylor made with Adidas kind of a lot of those guys. Um, but that was a rumor that they were going to sign Tiger to his own kind of clothing line through Taylor made. But I don't, I don't know what he's going to do. Isn't TaylorMade owned by Adidas though? I thought so. They, they were they're always connected, unless they unless they're not anymore. But I had always thought the same. Um, but hmm. maybe not. Twenty twenty one article. Uh, KPS Partners acquire Carlsbad based TaylorMade oh, so maybe from Adidas. Anymore. Yep. Nope. So they're separate. Twenty twenty one. So maybe they're gonna do something there with TaylorMade and try to come up with some clothes. I have no idea. Huh, interesting. Your driver's going all the way back to uh, Korea. Minus? Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. It just came out. It came Hope out. for the you new one. That's going to be the greatest thing ever if the space blow, blows it up on the Stealth 2 and I all of a sudden get the new one sent to how, me. Sweet. How bad are the tailor-made clothes going to be, though? Like, they can't even put a driver face into a driver successfully without it breaking <laughs> in a season? Like, are the clothes just going to rip okay. at all the seams? First of all, they can't be worse than Adidas. Adidas is... Some of these companies are horrible. Adidas, not very good. Under Armour, we've talked about this a billion times in this podcast. Horrible. Although, although Spieth, a couple days at the Century, actually looked somewhat decent. Bessie's looked in a while and actually looked a lot thinner. Um, uh, you know, Jay, maybe he fasted it. Jay Lindbergh, you know, Victor was walking around with the freaking tuxedo pants on again with the white stripe down the side. Those are terrible. I I, uh, I want to point something out real quick though. At least he participated, and it was it was almost offensive. You're in Hawaii, and there is a I think it was twenty five thousand dollars per Hawaiian shirt that Century yeah. uh, Insurance was going to donate, and there was barely a guy out there in Hawaiian. It's the it's the perfect time. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, so much of that is dictated by the company. I think those guys signed a contract, and they basically. The company that tells you what to wear, I think, for a lot of it. it. This this the company can launch a whole new Hawaiian series just off of the yeah. that event, and 
the Sony coming up. I mean, it, was, it's a no brainer to sell merch. That was uh, one of Jason Day's big things. Like, who knew Jason Day was such a fashion guy? He, uh, his, his whole thing was, you know, when I wore Nike, I'd show up to the first tee, and if you're playing with Tommy Fleetwood or somebody else, they're you're all wearing the same exact thing, you know. And he was like, I want to try some different fashion stuff. So I guess apparently he decided to go to Melbourne and go with the super baggy 1990s pants and. To be like, who else. let this homeless man in? Like, who <laughs> who gave this man Jason Day's clubs? But part of, like one thing I one thing that drives me nuts about this is Malbon is getting a ton of publicity, probably making a lot of money. I'm sure they paid him a lot of money. They do some of their own apparel. A lot of it is just collaborations where they put their like he's wearing foot joys out there. Their their foot joy X Malbon. They they just put Malbon scripting on them and their foot joys. On their website, they sell a bunch of like Nike, you know, hoodies with the little Melbourne Golf Guy logo. They just jack the price up, but it's a Nike hoodie. It's not, you know, it's nothing different. They do have some of their own stuff now, but it's a little disingenuous to me that they're that it's not truly Melbourne, just a collaboration. More than so, so... Mike, I'm thinking uh, that maybe reach out to ADDC with a little. Break eighty proposal on on like a Nike shirt. I uh I did message him about coming on the pod at uh no response. No, <laughs> no which response. is which is sad for my boy. You know, we could uh we could have talked about chocolate and waffles and everything else in Belgium. Yeah, I'm in Belgium. I can tell he's making it he's making his debut. He's making his debut this week at the at the Sony. Um I don't know about you guys, but I was thinking Man, you know, I had a hard time thinking about what's worse. And I don't know if you guys is is the divorce of 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 you know Nike and Tiger, or is it Ashley and Pat Perez that's that's hitting Ooh. deeper? Which one's hitting deeper? Well, you know, she clearly wanted to live money. Then she's home. oh yeah, she was she was she was very Ashley. surgical, very surgical. She waited for well done. That, sec- that second live contract. You know, very surgically, I would say probably better, you know, surgically done much better than a lot of her body has been. Because um, <laughs> if you if you look at that picture that was posted, like of her and Pat Perez, she's had some bad work done. Like it was bad. It looked bad. But um, yeah, what's Pat going to do now? He's just going to live with his shoes, going to have more room for his shoes. And his it's last place finishes and live. He lives in Scottsdale. Let's be honest. There's lots of things to do. He's got money and he lives in Scottsdale. I think he'll be okay. Yeah. (laughs) The only way he's going to have to redistinguish himself is, is try to make his car look different than other, all the other luxury cars out there. (laughs) Yeah. So anything else from, from the, uh, the brand stuff, otherwise we'll kick it to the century. No, I got nothing. I don't know. I mean, just see what tiger, what happens to tiger. At least we don't have to wear mock necks again. Oh, remember those, dude? I got one. I got the purple one. I had a red. Ah, no Tory, one looks Tory Pines mock neck from that I bought in 2006, but I don't know where it is anymore. I don't understand what body type you need, but it's none of the body types I've ever seen in that shirt, other than Tiger. It's like no, you. Everyone looks like a potato sack. <laughs> um, when is the Genesis? Head to toe, baby. <laughs> when? How many weeks away is the Genesis? Uh it's about. A month is it before the waste management yes you okay. go it goes the amex sony amex farmers genesis i think and then waste management no pebble beach genesis pebble beach waste management maybe okay something like that it's 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 a way it's a few ways i know it's i know it's amex to um amex to tory pines for sure, but here I got it right here. You got American Express after Sony, then Farmers, then Pebble, then it's actually Waste Management first, then Genesis. Okay. Feb Feb fifteenth through eighteenth. All right, cool. Well, that's when we'll see Tiger. Sounds yep, like he's so. playing. All right. Well, Ooh, did we, we go? What's that? Do we go? Yeah, I mean, if Tiger committed, do we have to go? Because then we can finally meet him in person. I did. I did post a uh, a video, or a photo of Tiger with some Break Eighty merch on. Maybe we can get. Maybe we can get the big cat in the fold. <laughs> um, well, the century- I heard. I heard the big cat loves CBD too. 
Oh yeah, we get them on our on our stuff too. It's coming coming out in March. You seen him in the you seen him in the in the uh, Genesis uh, booth. Boy, was he on something a couple of years ago. Oh yeah, looked awful. All right. Well, we, we uh, the century was this week, and Chris Kirk, who could basically put you to sleep with his swing and his personality, gets the W. Um, you know, I and you guys can kind of share yours, but personally, it's like. I always look at this thing as like an exhibition. It's just like, we're just happy to play golf. Everybody's out there just smiling, having a good time. It doesn't seem to me like it's all that nerve wracking. It's, you know. Well, they can hit tee shots anywhere. I mean, so that's my gripe, yes. You can hit it. It's a massive resort course. Sun JM made 34 birdies. Yeah. So, <laughs> so here's what I, I think golf is about five major parts. Okay, my five major parts are driving, all right, iron play, chipping, iron play. I should say chipping probably is would be like the hundred yards and in kind of game, short game, putting, and then escaping. I like the escaping one, where how how good are you with your creativity? Those are like the five things <laughs> that I it's feel like Pat Perez's like. wife. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. She's good at that one. Well, this one, you know, this one to me, you don't have the driving. The driving doesn't you know, really matter. The escaping your it doesn't really matter. It, it not a lot of creativity happening there. You know, the, the greens are gigantic. So you're, you're, you're hitting, you know, the, I, I can say the greens are tough and putting's tough. And at least that's what they say. They tell me that it's tough. I, I, I mean, Sanjay in making 34 birdies would maybe see otherwise, but when you eliminate some of those and you're down to just, you know, how well they kind of hit around the greens and how well they hit an iron shot, not that fun to watch. So I need a little bit, I need more of the five in play for it to be an Jeff, energy product for me. Do you know the other course that Corn Crunchwell was building as they built uh, at Kapalua? No. They were building Barton Creek Corn Crunchwell, which has greens so sloped, you can see it from 200 yards away in the fairway. Like you can read a green from 200 yards away and I that is I, I didn't say the greens were easy i said that was in one the... insanely sloped so what you're saying insanely is they, sloped. Re- they really struggled until they got a foothold in this design thing until they got the sand hills and it really took off with a couple a couple <laughs> well, missteps early on in the career i guess my point with this course too it's so mountainous you have to make the fairways fairly wide to give normal players or anyone else a chance to even hit them um it, the fact that tour players are hitting fairways is, is, is not a shocker. And the course rating is like 79 or 78 out there from the back. Tees for I, us. Don't, I don't believe that's bullshit. I, I thought it's 77 something. That tournament every year, somebody shoots damn near 30 under. Which is cool as hell to see too. You're like, I don't wow. Mind, I don't mind. Easy if, to I get to that part. Five hundred. Yeah. I don't mind it for the first event that they go low or whatever. Uh, yeah, and Max Holman is hitting 477 yard drives. Um, yeah, I don't think you can call it a pillow fight when it's you know 28 under, right? It wasn't it's, a pillow fight. It was actually a good ending. 29, like, 28, 27, 26. There were guys in the mix. Chris Kirk hit a sweet ass shot on 17 from like 200 yards out to like you know basically tap in distance to go ahead by one, which basically sealed it because 18 is a if you I don't I don't even know if anybody bogeyed 18. It's an easy par five. Like, so God, does it look fun though? It does. You hit just sling a drive on the right side, just rolls all the way down the hill. And the left. Just, it, just put yourself in their shoes, and this is what it's all about. You're sitting on that tee. You've got the sea breeze coming up the entirety of the hill. You're just hitting this massive rope draw around the corner. It would be a cool there. course to go play, but it's so it's not one of those like overpriced golf courses. It's just crazy expensive for what it should be. But, um. I actually feel bad for Chris Kirk uh, for one reason, because same thing at the Honda last year that he won. Every time he wins now, he gets up there on the mic, you know, they're interviewing him and it does not even turn about golf. This happened immediately uh, after he won the century. He comes off the 18th green and they interview him and it's not about stellar play. It's about alcoholism and, and what he overcame and, Every single time, like the, it has to get old for him. Like, can we just talk about the fucking 29 under I just shot? You know, like, you know, and they always go into his family and his and, and dealing with alcoholism, which is a great story, obviously, that he's overcome. But like, it, 
Just let let the guy be. Let's talk about the golf, man. See, I thought about that, Mike, but then I thought, you know, if they don't stop talking about it, like I'm sure he's the kind of guy that wants to use his story to impact other people that are going, especially pro golfers. I mean, if you listen to the No Laying Up interview with him, like he would literally, his mind was so crazy that he would convince himself that if he misses a cut, he's screwed. And at the time, he had millions of dollars in the bank. Like he, his mind was like so crazy in this world of professional golf that he, his only way to just shut his mind off is to, was to drink. And so maybe, you know, in some sick way, he, he knows that it's for a greater cause out there. Probably sick of it. You're right. Probably is like, you know, rather just talk about my golf game than what yeah, I went I mean, through. But maybe in some weird way, he's. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure. And he clearly doesn't seem too disturbed talking about it. But like, he's won twice now. And one inch, he's one inch year the last two years. And in the conversation, immediately swings to that, like right when they interview him. It's never about the golf. So I don't know. But uh, what do we think about, about everybody else here? Tigala shot 10 under on Sunday. Um, good, good course, course for him because. You can spray the driver anywhere you want there. Um, Spieth got third place. The golden boy. Yep. He, love, love hilly places with wide fairways. Just vintage Spieth bitching, though, on Sunday. Did you see him? He got <laughs> on the back nine. He hit that one three-wood. It just plugged in the bunker. Did you catch that one? He's I, I, I missed that one, but I, I saw him bitching about the grain on a three-footer. <laughs> uh, yeah, and he's just like, oh, he goes – he plugs he plugs a drive right into the lip of the bunker. I mean, terrible lock, bad spot. Fried egg has to go out sideways on a par four. But then the then the camera, of course, stays on him. Oh, Michael, this is the third time. This is the third time like these damn figos, like these damn fairway bunkers or something. He says, and I'm thinking, hit it better. You are playing on a course. It's like a runway for fairways. Just don't hit it in the bunkers. Nobody else is. <laughs> Come on, man. But he was bitching about that. Uh, what else was a good? Start? Oh, here we go. Fresh off suspension for PED use. Ben on took fourth. Ben on's going to play this. PEDs. He was suspended for three months for for performance enhancing drugs. He looks like cough medicines, you know. He looks like a guy that's really on performance enhancing drugs. He's a good player this week though at Sony. Morikawa, Harmon, JT Posts, and what else was a good start? Oh man. Scheffler again could not. The first two days, he actually putted okay. On the weekend, same old shit. Hit it. He led the field again, I think, in like a lot of the ball striking. Just atrocious putting again. Like, man, is that going to haunt him for like his whole career? I don't know. That's crazy. Uh, what else is a good story? I don't know if there were that many good stories. Oh, how, how do you Hatton. see? How do you see good stories in here? Hatton Hatton had a meltdown. Did you see his big meltdown with Chip? <laughs> yes, that was gorgeous. Double club slam and uh, what else was it? It was two two club slams. Slam down, slam down. They do one more thing. I can't remember what it was, but yeah. but that was that was a good one. That was a top five. Terrell Hatton. Hovland didn't. Uh, I mean, he was twenty one under. I think Hovland. one thing about. Huh? You know, didn't he? You know, after the year he had with his short game, I I heard that oh, he, he hired his he fired his coach, fired his coach after he was lights out. He made a good point though. Like he his coach did too. His coach said, "I never this was I didn't." His coach was like, "I don't want to be this coach forever." He basically hired them to fix help him fix some problems, and that was it. And he did. Those guys all struggled chipping there though. The Bermuda. Hatton had issues. Those guys have issues on that grainy Bermuda out there. Um, well, nor- Northerners would. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like Victor. But they, uh, like, I think like that's never been a good golf course for Victor Hovland. And it's kind of like Lud- Ludwig. It takes out, like, Victor and Ludwig. If you are a really good driver of the golf ball, you have no advantage there because everybody's a good driver of the golf ball there because – you can't hardly miss a fairway, and they all slope to the same spot. So everybody's like the same driver of the golf ball. So a huge advantage for some of those guys is kind of negated by the golf course. Um, I don't know if we had any. Cameron Young came out with the shaved beard and giant mullet. Did you see that? It's a good look. Yeah. No, it was not. He also <laughs> needs a 48-hour cleanse diet thing. <laughs> Looks like Lenny Dykstra out there. 
Oh I like God. this. I'm looking at scores right now. Ludwig finished at 13 under, shot 10 under on Sunday. <laughs> and only finished at 13 under at Kapalua. Everybody, like literally the 59th place guy, Vinny Norman shot six under. Hideki shot eight. Ricky Fowler's at the bottom. Yeah. I don't know. I got not a lot of takeaways from the actual golf. It's good that they're playing. There was honestly more drama on live golf this week. No, there's never than more there drama was on golf. than there was on, well, what, on Pat, this per, event. Pat Perez and his wife, Pat Perez, and then also Patrick Reed having to pay back lawyer no. costs to the people that, that he is sued. amazing. That's actually hilarious. But uh, again, I, I'm sticking to my guns because I'm looking at this leaderboard and. It, there's no one of any consequence up here. You've lost all your stars to live and the guys that should be at the top weren't. It just wasn't a great week for the PGA tour. You've but, lost two stars to live, maybe three. You've lost Rom, Brooks, and Cam. The well, and the personality that is is Patrick Reed and the YouTube sensation that is uh it's sarcastic. Uh that is Bryson DeChambeau. Um, yeah, I mean, here's the big, there, there was actually big live news this week. The worst team ever, the cliques, which are Martin Keimer, Dick Bland. U.S. Open winner, okay. Yeah, and then, you know, to a point where he was, he would have been kicked out of live, but he was a captain, so they couldn't apparently. He's that bad now. Um, Dick Bland, who's 60 years old. And one of the, and one of the, and one of the new qualifiers that came, that got in. And I don't know who the fourth is going to be. It won't be Rom. He's in his own team or whatever. This is a problem with live. Like if you were going to have a team format, which is, I, I like the team format. I'm a, I'm actually, that's good news this week too. Rory was kind of a little bit in on that. You know, I like that aspect of live, but then you can't have this team has no chance. They have zero chance of ever winning. None. They're like the freaking uh, the generals against the Harlem Globetrotters. You show up and you know they're going to lose. Martin Keimer, Dick Bland, and two nobodies against like the four aces that are loaded. Like this is ridiculous. It's just stupid. Hold up, hold up. That, that the generals won two games a year. Pray <laughs> <laughs> for those cities that they won in. Yeah, yeah, they'd win a couple. <laughs> Oh yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, I on the Patrick Reed thing is I think is hilarious. I have not heard a single thing about his golf game. I think since I don't even know it. I, a couple of years ago, like, did he do? I don't think he did any majors. Didn't um, I haven't heard a thing about his actual real golf game? He he went to live, and all of a sudden he was suing everybody. That's all I know about him. And then obviously that didn't work out because freedom of speech or whatever. And of course he's appealing. And it sounds like too, by the way. So who knows what of that course guy. he is. Like as a piece of work. Yeah. The only one you've really heard of golf playing wise is Brooks. Cause he won the PGA. Most of those guys have just kind of gone away. Um, I will, you know. I will give Tim props. I think you've heard of Bryson, you know, he shot the 58 or whatever. He did, but, but like, you hear about it and then it goes away. It's like the only one that seems to have, has seemed to have like staying power is Kepka. Maybe that's the Netflix. Maybe it's I don't know, but well, we'll see. Um, he yeah, did it, he did it on a stage that's more global. I mean, he did it on the actual major stage. I mean, that's yeah. that's different. And then he did it at you know he was fifty four leader at the Masters as well. I just he, don't. Well, if you guys if you guys watch more live, he was T three at Bedminster. He was T three at Live Golf Invitation and the Grange Golf Club at Adderdale. Uh, let's see. Orange County, he was tied three, and then second at Centurion Club in London. But he hasn't won. Hasn't won, but you know, strong super, super limited field of you know fifteen golfers that are decent. Well, um, look at what we had to watch this uh, this last weekend on the tour. The Century had a better field than Liv could put out there. Are you kidding me? Hideki Matsuyama got down near dead last. Do you really think? That Hideki Matsuyama couldn't beat Dick Bland, or 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 Martin Keimer, or I, uh, I, Jason, I don't know. Jason Koprak, be, uh... or a, I could go on and on and on for fucking half an hour with a bunch of guys that suck. There's like Koprak, 15 good I ones. I don't think he would right now. Uh, uh, Dick Bland, true, Hideki, I... Hideki has not been good lately. I'll, I will give you that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I just I don't. 
these two professional golf leagues right now boggle my mind. They can't get they they haven't got together to figure out the money and whatever the merger. Rom announced the signing like what's that a month ago now? Still doesn't have a team. They're gonna start in like don't they play in a few weeks here? Their first February. event. February, Rob doesn't even have a team team yet. Like, what is what is happening? Like, how is how is this possible? Well, he's out in he's out in Hawaii just vacationing. <laughs> yeah, what is that? He just shows up at Kapalua. What the fuck? What is going on right now in golf? He's just pop- God. I love it. I love this so much. I don't know why you guys don't love this. It's I do. I do. I I'm fine with it. It gives us something to talk about. But like. Is he troll? Was he tro- what was he doing? Trolling, trolling the other players? I don't understand. He's got all the money in the world. Go somewhere else. Like what? The Guys, hell is this happening? is this is what soap operas feel like. This is why they watch them. And now we're here and we're in one, and it's phenomenal. I wonder if I wonder if the Rams booked the hotel before he tr- switched sides because he was going to play, and they're like, oh, God, I don't know if we can handle this cancellation fee. You know? He's like, I already, I already wrote this <laughs> one gotta, off. <laughs> we got to go. We already booked it. It's like when um. Hogan went from WWF to the WWE. You know, he just turned into one of the bad guys. And and uh, I don't know. Is just, that when he went? Did he go yellow to black? Yeah, yeah. He went end, end yeah. up and then he just and then he dyed he dyed his beard just black as hell, except for the handlebars. Oh, man, we're blonde still. <laughs> hey, PGA Tour live. Uh, this is how you should transition all players to your other tournament. You can go back and forth like. Let them go back and forth that they do the dye job back to like bleached blonde hair and and yellow yellow pants. Well, for our for our faithful listeners, Tim has been working hard to get us live credentials as well as PGA Tour credentials. So maybe maybe we'll be going to more live events. I don't know. Live, laugh, love, y'all. <laughs> Mike, do you want to give us a quick rundown of the Sony preview? I know you. Yeah. So the the Sony here. they they hop islands here this week. They go to uh, Wailai Country Club, which is in Honolulu. Um, and it is an, a Seth Rayner originally, but it's been there. It's been like redone a bunch of times. It's not like all original Rayner, but it's uh completely kind of different than Sentry because this one's tighter, small greens. You got to be, you know, you got to be way more accurate. There's more trouble. Uh, you know, it's not just a free for all. Scores are still kind of low though. It's like a par seventy, uh, seven thousand yards, and Siwoo still shot eighteen hundred last year. If there's no wind, it's pretty gettable. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's actually a decent field. Some guys stayed. You got, you got Hatton, Fitzpatrick, Ludwig, Hideki. Um, I don't know. It's a hundred and four. It's a full field event. So you got all the rookies, which that was kind of funny as hell. I think that they, they, they waited to do the, uh, they're doing the rookie symposium orientation in Hawaii. Why can't you just wait or do it some other time? Like why do you have to drag everybody out? out there what if you were a rookie that isn't in the field you know maybe you're trying to monday qualifier but you had to go all the way to hawaii when you maybe could just skipped it um kind of a weird so thing. my my understanding is that uh airfare and, and likely rooms were compensated for so it was it was almost a welcome to the tour here's your almost classwork some of these will be held on the beach and yeah. uh and I, we know it's January, so you're probably not playing outside too many places. I, I watched a video, a TikTok, I think it was, of some tour rookie's girlfriend was in the hotel going through the free stuff that they got. It was kind of embarrassing. It was like it was a backpack and then like a, a cooler, like a little like cooler bag and then like a, a, a tumbler, not a service tumbler, like a, like a metal like water bottle, a shoe bag. And they did get like a Theragun, but I'm thinking these guys don't need a fucking shoe bag. They get new shoes all the time from the company. Like, why would you give them? No, this? no, no. It, it, this is everyone that's in corporate life has received all of those gifts minus yeah. the Theragun. And their corporate life is new corporate. Stupid. Corporate life welcome. is clearly stupid as hell and a waste of time. That is. But anyway, well, and then and then they went straight into the brainwashing sessions that are, <laughs> hey, this is how we make money, but you don't. And. And here's how we profit share amongst the, you know, the stockholders. They don't have any, but around the, the board and you don't like, here's how we keep you down. Those kind of meetings. Well, these PGA two rookies this year ha- have more money than they've had before. Cause I think they all got 500 grand. Like 
you get that money um, for being a full-time tour member this year. So you get half a million dollars to cover, you know, to help cover all your travel expenses and everything. So, uh, but yeah, but anyway, the field's pretty decent. I guess I would go, I got some of the favorites here. I wrote a, you know, I'm doing a weekly kind of picks and whatever. Here's some of your favorites. Corey Connors, my personal, who I would probably pick to win. He, uh, Four consecutive top 12 finishes in three of the last four years, ball striking wise, he was seven and a half strokes better than the field ball striking three of the last four years. But he's kind of, Corey Connors is kind of like Scheffler, hits it great, just sometimes can't make a putt. And then, so last year he was losing strokes putting wise and still got top 12. So I got him up there. Uh, you know, it was at a roll. It's JT Poston, the postman. He got T5 at Century. Um, He's got six top tens the last six months. So in the fall, he was really good. He's a great putter. And he got, uh, I don't know, he doesn't have a great history here, but he's got some like top 20-ish finishes, but he's on a roll, so he could be good. Eric Cole, another good course for Eric Cole. Uh, Justin Rose, one of Jeff's guys. Jeff likes Rosie. Should be good. Should be good for him. It's a, it's a golf course for like ball iron players, you know, like you can't just bomb driver away. You got to get into spots and it's not very long. And so it should be a good course for Justin Rose. Ben on, I think is probably a good play again. You know, the pet, the PED has really got him going fourth place at century. He, he played this last year and got T 12. Good course for him. It's a good course for cam Davis. How's this for a deep dive stat? Over the last 50 rounds played on Bermuda only. Cam Davis is fourth in strokes gain overall. So Cam Davis is a, is a Bermuda guy. So this could be a good, good, good event for him. And here's what, here's the name. I, I just dislike it so bad that I really think it's a good play like in daily fantasy, but I left it off of the article because I just couldn't Matt Kuchar, <laughs> Matt Kuchar kind of, kind of owns this fucking place. Like he has been, listen to this. Um, his last 10 starts there, he's finished T13 or better eight times. He won in 2019, and he's got T7 finishes the last couple of years. He's got a second. He's got a fifth. He's really good at this golf course <laughs> somehow. Hold on a second. His son made, was one of the – made it through pre-qualifier. For pre-qualifying. He did not make the Monday, how, though. How did he shoot in the, in the qualifier? I don't know. They were in a – I saw they were in a playoff. They got for the third, like seven guys for two spots. So then the last two, that one guy was in the playoff, that Patrick Flavin that's made like five Mondays last year. He was in there again. Uh, And then I think another guy is Chris Kirk again. It's a good golf course for him. He's a good ball striker. He's got five top tens in his lifetime at this golf course. So he could, I don't think anybody's won back to back in Hawaii since JT did it in 2017. He won the first two events there in 2017. Um, so Chris Kirk has a shot there, I think, to to do that. But other than that, I don't know. I what about your boy? Who Ludwig? No, not oh, Ludwig. Adrian. Adrian? Make oh yeah, do Desjardins PGA or... Tour debut. Look out! Keep this name on your radar, folks. Adrian Dumont Deschazart. But, but not this Raider. Not not uh, this one. Not not would, this week's radar. I think he's kind of like, um, I don't think he's as talented. He's not as talented as Ludwig. He doesn't drive it as well as Ludwig. But if you were betting, you got to kind of wait and see. Like you know, I mean, he did he did win his first ever Corn Ferry start right out of college. He went out and won. Uh, so I mean, it's possible he's really good. But that's my call for Rookie of the Year, ADDC. Uh, but I got nothing else. I mean. I, it's not a, it's, it's, it's the golf course, you know, with the W palm trees and hopefully we get some wind. It gets a lot of wind once in a while. So it could be kind of a fun finish if it's windy, but other than that, it's kind of boring on TV. I think. Yeah. I was saying, I was going to say that, uh, you know, the Kirk and Connors comparison, when you think of they both work the ball right to left, both look like they're lazy swings, you know, they don't look like they're putting much effort into the club. Both have a demeanor of just very, you know, can barely tell that they're breathing, let alone, you know, awake. So I thought that's kind of a, a comparison I never really thought of before, but they do both seem very similar in, in their games. Yeah, I think so. Kirk putts better than 
Corey Connors, that's he's he's like Scheffler. He really struggles with the flat. Isn't Connors a hideous chipper of the ball too? Does he? Does he have the? Yeah, probably. Um, the one thing I actually thought Corey Connors would be better last week because the one thing about Sentry is you do have to hit some long approach shots. Like you know, Chris Kirk had two hundred yards in on seventeen, so you got to hit some longer approach shots. And Corey Connors is like number one on tour from like two hundred yards out. He's a great iron player, but. Yeah, really bulky putter, and and just if he could ever make some putts, he could win a lot of tournaments. He's so good ball striking wise, but just can't. I don't know. I, I it is it's you know what a crazy game. It's amazing to me that Scotty Scheffler is going on like two years now of just can't figure it out putting wise because he hit it great again at Kapalua. He was like I I believe. I didn't see the final round, but going into the final round, he was number one again in like strokes gained approach and like all the ball striking stuff and just couldn't make anything. So, Same it's all been said. All right. Well, that's kind of all I have on my agenda. Anything else you guys want to talk about or bring up? You guys actually, you know what? One thing you should mention is we, you got, um, I was not able to make it, but we did interview. Had an interview coming out this week. Yeah, we got a good. We'll have to put it out. It's long. It's like an hour long. So we'll wait and we'll put it out maybe Thursday, Friday, sometime with uh, Patrick Koenig, who just this year played uh, 580 rounds of golf in the United States in an RV. He just drove around in an RV, which he actually did it until it's an 18 2, didn't play, didn't break the record, but. Uh, he broke the world record for most 18 hole rounds played in a year. 35,000 miles, he said he put on that RV, driving around the country. Um, and he's also, it's a good interview. Um, you know, you know, you know, it's a good interview when Tim and I can just kind of stay out of the way and let him talk. Uh, but he's also one of the premier, you know, top two or three big time uh, golf course photographers in the country too. So he goes into that a little bit and how that all kind of, how kind of played out. But yeah, a lot of good, a lot of good stories from the road. He's, he played a bunch of courses in Minnesota. So he talks about that and really good interview. Sweet. Have anything else before we wrap up? Uh, I would say this, the podcast is going to be going on the road. Uh, it's going to be a lot later. What is it? August, August 20th, right around then. Yeah, the BMW is uh, the 22nd, I believe it starts. So our goal is to play the best here to Colorado and back. So if there's any recommendations, uh, let us know. I have been picking my brain for the last day or two about this, this you know, a sleeper non-100 course that has these amazing kind of rustic sandhills par threes, and I cannot think of it. So if you have any hidden gems along the way. And, and or if you're looking to sponsor a, a segment of uh, social media and internet, we anybody out there that has hooked up with an RV or something, we'd take it. Uh, if you're I will say this. I have names already for the RV. If we get one, if we get one, I've got the brake bus. I've got the shank ship. I've got the range wreck. I've got the dive bar driver, Ooh, the wow. foray four wheeler. Ooh, there we go. I like that the, one. The Colorado camper and the mighty Minnesota. You know what? I'm pretty sure if you boys are really down, we could uh, I could hop on Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace and we get one of those like those like camper things you put in the back of a truck. You know, they sit in the back in, in the bed. In the bed, we could just all pile. We could go cruising and pile in there. You're too tall for that anyway, <laughs> and the snoring. Would reverberate. This is an echo chamber. You guys would have no chance. I just be, you would have no sleep. I just kick your ass. Eighty percent serial killers have one of those trucks. Things. <laughs> but that's what we need. I think we got to get we got to get a sponsor from like RV World or something just for like a week. We get get us an, borrows an RV. That'd be sick. Sweet. Well, it was a pleasure tonight, boys. Uh, yeah, excited for uh, for the Sony and moving back to the. To the mainland here soon and who knows you know maybe uh maybe we'll be teeing up here shortly up in the in the northern states i know it's gonna get a little colder but you never know you never know so we appreciate all the listeners looking forward to a great year of golf following talking discussing um 
yeah, it's going to be a great year. So with that being said, difference between 79 and 80 is everything. Maybe today's the day I brigade Want the ball to draw, but it keeps on fading. No OB and no bogeys. I got to keep it on the 80. It's the gold Did you hit it on one? Straight up the gut, baby. Now I got a wedge on my short game cravings. Little bit of edge on the sport makes gravy. So punch out the rough and tune to break 80. Break 80. Break 80. Break 80. Break 80.